What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the NS9 Post Game Show. I'm your host, Jim Rosati. With me is Connor Williams. Yeah, Connor, Connor. How you? How you doing this chippy Sunday afternoon? Steelers are getting blown out. Yeah, not a great day for Pittsburgh sports, huh? Yeah, I mean, geez. Like, just, Pitt, to, just to touch not... on that a little bit, that was <laughs> that is the worst I have seen the Steelers play maybe ever. It's it, it's it's up it's there. a bad game. It's, it's still going there. on, but it's it's, uh, it's, it's it's bad. Yeah, bad. It's still going on, and it's not going good. Your yeah, dog from, is your dog is coming to join you. I know. For much of the day, though, it looked like the Pirates were at least going to give the city of Pittsburgh a little bit of hope. A little um, bit. Of, they, uh, you know, Luis Ortiz. We'll get into his outing, but you know, he goes five and a third, gives up a run. Um, the Pirates are, you know, were, were winning two to one when he came out. Um, bullpen just can't hold the lead. Uh, Atlanta ends up taking the game five to two, wins the series, takes the season series. It was a tough series. Like the Pirates battled throughout it. Um, I don't think that they were overmatched by any means like this entire series. But uh, at the end of the day, a few well, certain, runs. I would argue that certain players looked overmatched, but yeah. At the end of the day, you score two runs. It's going to be very, very yep. difficult to win a game against this Braves lineup. And that's basically what happened today. Pirates scored two runs, got out ahead. Um, but that Braves offense is just too good. Yeah, they they are, I think now after this series, their team OPS is up over 850. It might be the best since like the 1950 Red Sox, I think. I, I know before it was the best since the 03 Red Sox, but I, I just, they're, they're, it is it is a top five offense ever since 1871, basically. Yeah, like it's it is uh it is they're very good. Nuts. It is it is a very good offense. So, um, I'll I'll say this: the beginning of the game flying by. Um, Luis Ortiz, Alan Winans locked in an epic pitching duel. Alan Winans. I don't know how this dude like got out. Like, he was throwing 89, 90 pretty much the whole day. He struck out eight pirates hitters. Um, he's a 28 year old rookie. Like it's not like this guy's, this guy's just a dude like that the Braves called up to basically start a couple games here and there. Um, and uh, he holds the pirates to two runs and six and a third innings. Like I mentioned before the eight strikeouts, um, the Pirates really couldn't get anything going off of him until that sixth. Yeah, I don't I don't think they even they had what two hits going into that inning and nobody had reached second base. Yeah, I mean they they strung a bunch of hits together in that inning, but prior to that, I mean they were completely anemic. I think uh I think Hayes had a hit and Reynolds had a hit, and that was it going into that sixth inning. Actually, was it G1 Bay and Reynolds? 
Bay had a hit. Yeah, Bay ended up having a hit in the sixth. He's the one who started that off. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that's what I was remembering. But yeah, uh, Pirates just couldn't get anything going off of uh, Alan Winans. Let's um let's get into that sixth inning. That's kind of when the stuff happened. So J- uh, Jason Delay strikes out to begin the inning. Um, this is a zero zero game at this point. Uh, G1 Bay one out single, uh, and then he scores on a Brian Reynolds double. And that gives the Pirates a one nothing lead. So I really want to touch on Brian Reynolds here too, while we're while we're kind of on this. Um, what a series that he had! Yeah, his, Atlanta. his last seven games, twenty six at bats, ten hits, one homer, hitting three eighty five, slugging six fifteen. Yeah, it's um, it's nice to see him turning it on here. Um, I, the OPS is creeping up; it's almost to eight hundred. You'd really like to see him get over that mark, I think, by the end of the year. But uh, he's on what now? That's um, one, two, five, 11. eight. Yeah, yeah, eleven game hitting streak now for Brian Reynolds. And I mean, this offense goes as he goes, so it is because I mean, when they were just absolutely anemic for those three months where they p- played at like a hundred and five hundred and ten lost pace, he was slumping. I mean, he was, and it wasn't that he. It was just there was no power. That was what stood out the most to me because there were stretches where he was like putting the ball in play and getting hits, but there was just absolutely no power for that entire stretch. Yeah, during this uh, during this eleven game streak, he's got two homers. Uh, today was his third double during that streak. It kind of started off he was just getting like one hit at a time, one hit at a time. But these last two games in Atlanta, uh, he's. He's really turned it on and looked pretty good. But, uh, but yeah, Bay scores on that Brian Reynolds double. Uh, Key Brian Hayes uh, lines out. And then Jack Sawinski, clutch Jack Sawinski, <laughs> which he has been clutch this series, uh, comes through with another double that scores Brian Reynolds. Pirates are up two to nothing um, after five and a half. Uh, what can you make out of Jack Sawinski? I mean, are we starting? Are we seeing the beginning of another hot streak for him? I don't. I don't know. That's just that's the safest answer to give with him, right? It just yeah. I don't. I don't know because I don't know what he's going to do next. You know, he could easily go on another six for seventy-six. You know, and I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest. He could also go eight for 24 with six homers. And I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest. Yeah. He went, he came into this game with an eight seventy five OPS for September. So yeah. Limited sample size, but <laughs> limited sample. I mean, it's September 10th now, but like he's put together, you know, a few good games now had a good series in Atlanta. Um, yeah. You would like to see him finish the season strong. Um, I, I what the weird thing about Sawinski is you, you've now seen him for two full seasons, right? And going into next year, you still have like absolutely no idea what to expect from the dude. Yeah, no, it's it's kind of nuts. Yeah, I, like there aren't many players quite like him, and I'm not sure that that's an entirely positive connotation. Yeah, I mean, he has 707, 830 career plate appearances now. Yeah, no, that's the thing where, like, people were talking about, you know, 
Will Jack's young. This is his second full season. Once you have like 650 career plate appearances, you shouldn't be going six for 76. That that shouldn't be a thing that happens. And you should also have an idea of like, who is this guy? Yeah. And we just don't. (laughs) No, because he's just he's Jekyll and Hyde. Like that's that's what he is. And I think if you could ever just find a middle ground, like if he put together these numbers over the course of an entire season, but was just like consistent the whole time, I think you'd feel you'd feel okay about Jack Swinsky. But it's just like the way that he's accumulated these stats. It doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. Oh. Um, so Jack gets the Pirates up two to nothing. Um that that brings us to the sixth inning. Sixth inning, Luis Ortiz comes back on. Uh, he walks Ronald Acuna Jr. He started getting a little wild there in the sixth. Yeah, he, he got did. a fielder's got a fielder's choice and then gave up a single to Austin Riley. So leaves the game with one out in the sixth. Um, one of those runs ends up scoring. But let's kind of just talk about Luis Ortiz's day in general. Ryan Brucky did a good job of limiting damage that inning. Um, and we'll talk about Barucky too, but again, Luis Ortiz, five and a third, um, one run on three hits, two walks, no strikeouts. Um, it was an interesting game. The velocity was there for him. Um, the, the swings and misses weren't just five whiffs generated the entire night. Yeah. I just, What's your take on Ortiz today? I, I think he's still just the same pitcher we've seen all year. I really do. I, I just, I don't see the improvement out of him in any of the things that he was bad at. I mean, maybe you can argue control because he, he's not walking as many people, but it's the, the batted ball profile has been the worst in the league all, all year. And it's just these last three starts, even though he has been giving you results that has not changed. It, it hasn't, and we still haven't seen the stuff get back to where it kind of was towards the end of last season. We haven't seen, we've seen a little more movement on the fastball, and the changeup has improved. That changeup has gone from like a truly joke offering to it mm-hmm. is sometimes kind of moving and kind of missing bats. Yep. But the, the fastball hasn't been as good as we saw last year. The slider hasn't been as good as we saw last year, and he's not limiting hard contact at all he's getting extremely lucky so i just i don't i don't think he's that different of a pitcher from what we've seen and i really wouldn't be surprised if he you know gets knocked around his next time out yeah it was it was a um it was an interesting start to say the least and and it kind of like the the results were there right um but you kind of look at how he was getting them, no strikeouts, like generating, just, just fooling nobody on the Braves lineup. A lot of times when you can say, well, you know, he wasn't missing bats, but he was generating soft contact. That wasn't, wasn't the case today. He like, wasn't. It, today it was hard contact. Average exit velocity off of Luis Ortiz today, 95.1 miles per hour. Um, there was a specific inning that I recall, and I want yes. to say it was the uh, – um, oh, it was the third inning. The third inning, it was Arcia, Harris, Acuna. And like Ortiz was, he, first off, he was incredibly efficient today because he wasn't striking anybody out. Like he was, his pitches were all getting hit. But Arcia lines out to Triolo, who makes a great diving catch, by the way. 
um, 101.5 mile per hour um, line out. Michael Harris then hits a ball right back and it literally just, yeah, no, just it lands falls, in his glove. It just lands in Ortiz's glove. Yeah. Um, 102.8. And then Acuna grounds out 113.9. So a one, two, three inning form, but just really hard contact. Um, next inning, more hard, hard contact. Uh, yeah, it was, it was just a strange day for Ortiz because yeah, the results were there. He was incredibly efficient. Um, you know, he only threw 73 pitches today in, in his five and a third innings was around the zone. 44 of those were strikes, but yeah, the, the contact was there. The contact was hard. He just got, he got pretty lucky. Like the Braves hit the ball to where the pirates were tonight. Um, and yeah, if you want Luis Ortiz to take steps forward, he's going to have to either generate a lot softer contact or miss bats or both. That would be ideal. Yeah. And I mean, that, that's been, that's why I'm just, because that's the other thing. He has not missed many bats this year. Despite the mm-hmm. stuff that we saw out of him last year, he's just not missing bats this year. And it has a lot to do with his stuff being notably worse. And it's just he hasn't addressed that at all. He's just kind of been getting lucky. 13 total swings on his sinker and four seam today. Um, zero swings and misses. Yeah. No, that's not going to, it's not going to play. Nope. It's not. So, um, but Brucky comes in, cleans things up. Uh, nicely gets an out in the seventh inning too. He goes back out and, and gets the first out of the seventh. I know Tyler, every time Tyler's on here, he does, he never wants to give Ryan Barucki his flowers, but like, this is, this is a guy that, that Ben Sherrington found on the scrap heap. And he has been the most consistent, best left-handed reliever that I can remember the pirates having in like the better part of, uh, a half a decade. What was Leary? Liriano pitched for us in 2019, right? He was, he worked at, I remember him being pretty good that year. Was he? I don't remember that. <laughs> you don't remember that? <laughs> I, well, I remember when Liriano came back and. Gosh, yeah, because he actually point, good. I mean, yeah, he was a reliever he, at that point. Yeah, he was a reliever. I think he was. All right, he did okay. 3.47 ERA, 70 yeah, innings, 69 that's, that's games. Right. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, good job. But you know what? Not as good as Ryan Brucky. Not as good as Ryan Brucky. <laughs> it's incredible. Um, the stuff. Tyler again, he poo-poos on the stuff, but the fastball's decent from the left side. Uh, 94 mile an hour sinker on average. Um, and the sweeper is is good. The slider's good. Like it's, it generates swings and misses. He threw that. Slider sweeper combo five times today and and two two swings and misses on those five pitches. So he just continues to get the job done. Um the His problem is, is 0.84 now. Hey, like you can't ask, you cannot ask for more out, out of your Ryan out Barucki. Of your, out of Ryan Barucki. No, absolutely not. Um, so I'm going to give Ryan Brook, I'm going to make sure Ryan Brook, he gets his props on this show because I feel like not everyone gives it and, and he's had a hell of a season. Um, but Brookie gives way for Colin Selby, Colin Selby, Selby. Yeah. who 
I will say this. He looked pretty good yesterday. Like he pitched yesterday, pitched an inning and a third and struck out three. Like he looked, he was on yesterday. Um, but he has these games where he just blows up. He stinks. And it, t- it tends to be more often than not. And he blew up today. So, I mean, he enters the game with no one on base, one out. He gets a ground out. So he got two outs. And then he goes walk, single, single, single. Pirates are losing now three to two. And that's the thing with Colin Selby is that I'm not mad that he was in the game in the seventh with a run run lead. Like I am mad about that, but I'm more mad about the situation that, cause this is the day game after a night game where Moldinski or Majinski, sorry, Holderman and Bednar all pitched. Those guys are mostly unavailable if you can avoid it today. You know, so the fact that I'm not mad that Shelton turned to Selby, I'm not mad at Shelton at all, actually. I'm mad at the situation where once we get to the role that Selby has on this team, it is a pitcher of Selby's quality. Because he just yeah. he he just doesn't know where it's going. He was, you know, when his breaking pitches were missing up and away, it's just, you know, you can't you can't be a major leaguer when your control is that bad. And the stuff is good, but everybody at this level has good stuff. Even if he has slightly better stuff than pitchers at this level do just doesn't matter because, you know, anytime it's in the zone, it's, you know, straight down the middle. And anytime it's not, it's, you know, thrown behind people's backs. Yeah. And and I'd even argue like the stuff is fine. But like it's not it's not like incredible. He averages I mean it's 96 on his sinker. Like again, that's what everyone can do nowadays. Like if we're talking 15 years ago and you're talking about a sinker baller who averages 96, it's different, but we're in 2023 and you know every team has a stable of bullpen arms who can throw in the upper 90s. So he's no different there. Um you mentioned just the the location of his pitches. That was the problem today. He was throwing everything in a very hittable spot. He threw, he just grooved one right to Acuna, grooved one to Albies. Like just he was just lucky that bad. Acuna didn't hit that pitch about five hundred feet. Well, he he could have. He, <laughs> he just didn't get under enough. We've seen smoked. him do that. <laughs> we saw him do that earlier yeah. in the series. Yeah, he smoked it. He just he just hit it too hard, to be honest. Um, yeah, it's just. <sighs> The stuff, the stuff makes you interested in Colin Selby, but then when you see it in action, it's just like, dude, if you can't control this and you can't command it, if you can't throw these pitches where you want to, what good are you? Now, I will say this. That's something that can be learned, right? So, like, I'm not completely ready to just, like, write off Colin Selby altogether. He's a young arm. Um, the, the, the stuff is decent enough where if he can figure it out, and, and get a little bit better location on these pitches. I think he can have success at this level. It's just until that happens, things are going to be rough because we've seen the inconsistency. We've seen where he looks really good. And then we've seen where he looks really bad. He's going to stay inconsistent until he gets that command down. It's the, it's the same thing with the guy they just called up Hunter Stratton. I think Colin oh, yeah. Selby was walking like 6.35 per nine in triple a. I mean, it's just like, you know, you knew this was the pitcher he was going to be. And it's the same deal with Hunter Stratton, who I think is walking like 5.5 in AAA or something. Yeah, it, It's just, 
you the 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 separator between relievers that have staying power and relievers that are just another guy is a feel for pitching because everybody who gets to this level at least most of them i i'm not sure about the ones the pirates employ but most major mm-hmm. leaguers most major league pitchers have decent stuff it the that's the real separator it's just the feel for pitching and and locating your stuff yeah and selby can't do that And far too often, I think we've seen, you know, we've seen the Pirates give up on some guys who had the similar issues. Like the first guy that kind of pops in my head here is Clay Holmes. Like Clay Holmes was a similar thing where you bring him up. The stuff obviously was enticing, uh, but had no idea where the, where it was going. Uh, and then, you know, the Pirates give up on him uh, and he goes to New York and New York teaches him <laughs> command, basically adds a couple ticks onto that sinker. And now he's, you know, one of the best relievers in baseball. So I'm not saying that like that's going to happen to Colin Selby, but what I am saying is command is something that can be learned. Um, I wouldn't necessarily give up on him completely, but if he doesn't learn that command, this is the type of pitcher he is just yeah. completely inconsistent and not someone you can use on a team that that's competitive. Hatch comes in. I think he gives up the single. Um, They almost ended up getting out of it uh, with a 3-2 game. Ends up not mattering. But Hatch gives up the single. Braves score five. I think both of those runs that scored on that were earned to Selby. Uh, Hatch gets the final out. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, Selby ends up with a four spot in the box score um, thanks to those two additional runs that came in on the single that hatch gave up. Uh, and then after that, the pirates got nothing going on offense. Uh, they go down swinging uh, in the eighth strikeout, strikeout, strikeout. Kim Brian Hayes. There was a strike that was called on him. That was one of the most egregious strikes I've seen called in quite some time. And we've seen some bad calls lately, but well, that was in the ninth, wasn't it? No, that was in the eighth. That was in the eighth. Was, they they blended. The eighth. Oh yeah. right, yeah, no, because yep. yeah, okay. But um, <laughs> they, but they, yeah, not those innings blend together. <laughs> yeah, but nothing else. Like once the Braves took that lead in the seventh, they hung they hung on to it. The Pirates didn't put up much of a fight after that. Uh, they take the series. Braves do with the five two win. They're now ninety three and forty nine on the season. Pirates dropped to sixty six and seventy seven. I mean, yeah, anything. Yeah, anything else to add there? One of three from the Braves, you know, even when they were just like putting out their crappier arms, and these were their crappier arms in preparation for a much better team in Philadelphia, to to not even a great team, but just a better team that they were preparing for, that they were saving their arms for. Taking, you know, even then taking one of three from the Braves is about as good as you would expect from this roster. Would you yeah, agree? I, 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 I think fans should be at least content with one out of three on the road against this Braves team. They didn't look like the, the Braves didn't embarrass them either. This series, like they were clearly the better team, but I don't think other... you can be upset at all with how the way, you know, irregardless of, of how this roster is constructed. If you step away from that for a moment, if you can, you know, 
with this roster construction playing the way that they did, I don't think you can say that they underperformed. Absolutely and, can't say that. And it was yeah. the same. It was it's it was the same deal when they split the series, the four game series at home. Yep. If anything, yep. there they played a little bit above their expected level. I'm with you. So. Well, up next, though, is a four-game series against the Nationals. They're not um, doing too bad either. The Nationals are playing some decent baseball right now. They're actually about to catch the Mets in the standings. Um, but uh, right now, TBA is the probable starter for tomorrow's game against Josiah Gray. So, so you will... want to know? Yeah, go ahead. You want to know what I think? I think we could see Quinn Priester again soon. Because what they've been doing with him, not only the velocity is up, and it, you know they have been working on him with the sinker and and all that, but they're they're throwing him with an opener. So I I think it's not impossible that we could see him soon. I think with the amount of starts that they have left, I don't think it's totally impossible that we see Jared Jones either, especially because they just they just need the innings, especially from Priester. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, yeah, we'll see. I think Quinn Priester will definitely have a few outings before this season is uh, is said and done. So, all right. Well, that's going to be it. Thanks for hanging out. Steelers yeah. game. I don't know if it's over yet, but if it's not, it's it, it was over a long time ago. Anyways. Yeah, that one was. The Pirates were the most enjoyable Pittsburgh sports team to watch today. They were. They it, they were at least enjoyable for a good two thirds of that game. So. I don't they they underperformed today, but I don't I do not understand. It's like Andy Haynes, man. I do not understand how Matt Canada has a job in this league. Like I knew because the second play of the game was like some Mickey Mouse jet sweep with a lot of motion in the backfield. And I was just like, it's going to be a long day. And a long day it was. And a long day it was. All right, guys. Well, it's going to be all for us. Thanks for tuning in. Um, again, Pirates lose 5-2. to two. We will see you tomorrow. Starbucks tomorrow morning and then postgame tomorrow uh, evening. Yep. Later, guys. Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks.